Hi, my name is Philip Thomas of Grace Community Nilai, Urban Nation. I'd like to thank you for joining me for our weekly celebration service. Today, as I'm going to speak on the awakening of the house church government, and before I speak about the house church government, last week I spoke about God realigning our earthly, king, our earthly governments with the, His government in the heavenly realms. And I hope through our repentance and prayer that you will continuously pray against the spirit maimon to re-establish the government of your families, schools, businesses, churches, cities, state, and nations. So let's continue to pray and intercede for all the 195 nations on this earth. They will be ready to have a much more meaningful Pentecost 2020. So right now, going into this message today, the awakening of the house church government. Today, I'll be speaking on this topic because house church is where people, families, live in and open up has a place, a meeting place for other people, families living nearby under the covering of a church. I personally believe that God is placing a greater importance on the house church in these last days, has in the book of Acts, that we'll see a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a greater harvest of souls in these last days. During Jesus' lifetime, common ordinary places were used to spread the gospel. And we see here that many of Jesus' miracles, ministries, took place in the houses. I'm just going to take you through to some of the experience in the Bible that we can see, we can read. I hope that you can follow me. How did house church play a very, very important role in the ministry of Jesus? In Mark chapter 2, verse 11, we see on coming to the house, they, the Magi, saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. So here we see that very first time a group gathered to worship Jesus and offered gifts in a house, and this house of Mary and Joseph. The second instance we see where Peter's house is used for a healing meeting. We can find this in the book of Matthew chapter 4, sorry, Matthew chapter 8, verses 14 to 16. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, Many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits and healed all the sick. Now the second instance we see where Jesus used the house, in Peter's house, to conduct preaching, healing, and a deliverance meeting. The third instance we see in the book of Matthew chapter 26, verse 18 where Jesus instituted the first Holy Communion service in a house. 
In the last week of Jesus' ministry, he said to his disciples, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My appointed time is near. I'm going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So we see here once again, our Lord could have chosen to celebrate the first communion of his disciples in a synagogue, in a temple. But he chose a common place and to have Holy Communion with common people. And we see the four instances where Jesus preached to crowds assembled in houses. We see in Mark chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, several days later he returned to Capernaum, and the news of his arrival spread quickly through the city. Soon, the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there wasn't room for a single person more. And he preached the word to them. And Jesus did all his ministry in the streets, in the open air, in houses. And they were just with common people. And with that common areas where he did his ministry. And you see signs, miracles, wonders took place. Revival broke out in these common places. Now we see that what happened is after Jesus, even after he was resurrected, he ascended to heaven, this function or the power of the house churches continued. We see that how Pentecost came to a house church. We see this in Acts, the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. So when you look in the book of Acts, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit after Jesus ascended to heaven, it came upon the apostles who were gathered in the house. We also see the first instance of the preaching of the gospel to the Gentiles came about in the house of Cornelius. If we look into the book of Acts, chapter 10, verses 24 to 27, the following day, he, Peter, arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. We see here, and it's a good example how to start a house church where Cornelius was so hungry for the word of God and he invited all his friends. He invited his family members to the house and thereafter he invited the man of God, Peter, to minister, to speak to them. And what a great way he started this house church. Now we see that even Europe's first church started in Lydia's house. If you look in the book of Acts chapter 16, verse 40, after Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met 
with the brothers and encouraged them. And we see that many a times that many of these things took place in the houses. Now you see the beginning of the book of Acts through Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit started in the church, in the house. And towards the end of the book of Acts, the book of Acts chapter 20, uh, 28, we also see the closing, how Paul, in his rented house, according to the book of Acts chapter 28, verse 30 and 31, for, who, for two whole years, Paul stayed in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him and boldly without hindrance. He preached the kingdom of God and thought about the Lord Jesus Christ. So in these final words also we see, in the book of Acts reveals that in Rome, Paul used his own rented house for spreading the gospel, the good news. And here I just want to encourage each and every one of us that the biblical evidence of the greatness, the power of the house church, the government of the house church played a very, very important role in church growth, and the great harvest of souls. And I believe that in these last days, God is taking us back to the house churches. He is trying to emphasize the importance of the house churches back. The question we need to ask is why were the house churches in the New Testament so effective? And how is this house church going to be very, very effective in these last days? Now, we look at some of the characteristics of the house churches. Firstly, is house churches, they're easy to start. You do not need so much of investment money to start a house church. You don't need a pews. You don't need pulpits and all the things that you have in the church to start a house church. You don't have to dress formally. It is so, so easy to start this. And we also see Apostle Paul. None of his things, when he started, it was not in the church. And all his ministries, when he started in the house, in Ephesus, in Thessalonica, and even in Corinth. The second characteristic of the house church is house churches are relaxed and it is in a very informal mode where everyone feels comfortable and also it is such easy is very easy to invite non-christians to the to our house churches thirdly house churches are powerful they are powerful evangelistic fronts to share the gospel it is so so easy to reach out to the non-christians to the house churches which is much more easier because many non-Christians may not want to come to churches and we don't need to spend investment money on transport, special formal dressing. They'll not be intimidated with the church surrounding where when they come to a house church it's much more relaxed, the atmosphere is much more comfortable, welcoming and non-threatening. And it also makes it easier for us to invite them to celebrate Christmas, the Resurrection Sunday, Father's Day, Mother's Day, for any birthdays for that matter, to invite them for your wedding anniversaries. And also, 
you don't have to travel. As a Christian, you don't have to travel so much before service, picking them up and bringing them to service in the church. So house church is a very, very important evangelistic front to reach out to the lost. The fourth characteristic of house church, they are a best platform to train leaders, empower laymen, especially the young generation. I always say this because in the cell or the house church, the apprentice method is used. It is on a one-on-one -on -one, or what we say is hands-on training. They learn by observing and by doing while being accountable to their leaders in the church. Even Jesus applied this method of apprenticeship where his disciples saw him, observed him, listened to him, and then thereafter, they began to do the ministry. On this platform, we see the house church is a good platform to help leaders. And the leaders can be of any background. They can be just laymen as a carpenter, plumber, can be a young man, a woman, a youth, also an executive, a businessman, who can get involved in this operation of the house church where they can learn to facilitate, they can learn to lead in worship, learn how to start as an <clears throat> icebreaker, how to organize the house church for visitation to those who are sick in the hospital. Also, the house church members can play a very, very important role. Is one member of that house church is getting married. They can help out with the wedding coordination, organize, organizing the whole wedding. And also, in the case of a funeral, the members in the house church can play a role to help each other and to be a shoulder to fall upon, which is much more easier because you know the person, a relationship has been built with each other through the house church. The fifth characteristic of a house church is house church helps bond relationships, which is so, so important. It helps especially those who are shy, those who are reserved, that they feel lost in a big church. And through meals and through the house church meetings, it helps to build a high degree of relational, which is called glue, among members. And they call it love, friendly, friendship, caring, edification takes place, building each other, strengthening each other, genuinely attracts and holds members together. The sixth characteristic of a house church is it is one of the keys to multiplication. Too many churches die because of a spirit of possession, possessiveness, control, manipulation to the extent the great commission of Jesus Christ has been lost. Today with these house churches, we pray that when the churches begin to release these house churches, giving away their resources, sharing away their materials, whatever they can, as what Luke chapter 6 verse 38, Jesus said, give and will be given to you. A church 
that is giving. It is always motivating the people to start their house churches. That church will begin to grow. And we see in this conclusion, as I highlighted about the biblical house churches where you find in the Bible and the characteristics, the importance of the house churches. In conclusion, we can just conclude a few things here, important areas. One, the government of the house churches is going to raise many faceless, nameless leaders in these end times. Harvest, especially the young generation who will spearhead the house churches. The greatest revival will happen when we accept and become part of the house church movement. As in the book of Acts, they were not only followers of Christ, but they participated actively in the house churches. We need to understand something that we always, in these last days, as Christians, we are so filled with knowledge of the Word of God. But knowledge of the Word of God is not enough. We need to also do the works. We need to actively be willing to participate, opening our homes as house churches. And with that Word of God and the works through your house churches, or the cell group, we'll begin to release an anointing that will break every yoke, anointing for revival, anointing for the great harvest of souls to come into the kingdom of God when knowledge and works come together. The house churches will be the future for the great harvest of souls because it concerns only relationships, not rituals or formalities. Amen? So today as we come to these areas, I want to take you to another question I'd like to ask you. What can you do to make this reality so that you too can be part of the global revival that God is going to pour out on all the nations and all this earth? I believe that you could start to pray as a family, to start your family prayer altar, where parents together with their children to start praying on this government of the house church, asking God how he could use you to be part and to play a role in this house church movement. And thereafter, you can speak with your pastors, pray with your pastors, and ask them, the how you can start a house church in your place where you're living, in your cities, in your state, and you can call your neighbors to join you and use their platform to reach out to the lost out there. Also for the young people, you may not have a house, you can use your house. Maybe you can use some other time where you can call your friends to your house and have your house church meetings. Or you can also have it informally outdoors, in the basketball court, in the parks, in the fields out there, wherever two or three are gathered, as what Jesus said. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I shall be. And I believe that you too can have and to speak and share your testimonies, share your life, all right, encourage each other and edify each other so that 
the church will become a global movement that will move wherever God is leading you. It will not be in one place specifically, but you'll move together and to build, to build a global community for Christ Jesus. So what will be the role of the churches? The churches will continue to play an important part at equipping centers, giving out materials, resources, the weekly messages. The churches will be the center of becoming a celebration services where whatever happens in the house churches, whatever great testimonies we have, you bring it to churches and together you will worship the Lord. So let's prepare well for this coming great Pentecost. They will not miss, will not miss the preparation and to prepare our houses for Pentecost 2020. Amen. I'm going to take this time to pray before we close and to let all of you are following here today, we will not be having Holy Communion. But I'm going to pray for some uh, people here as you're listening to this message. Firstly, I'm going to pray for those who have had their birthdays. I'm going to just pray for you. So if that's you, can I just request you to close your eyes and just lift up your hands. Father, I just want to thank you for those who are celebrating their birthdays today or even before this. I just lift them up, Father, in Jesus' name. And it's a word you said to God, Father, even before they were born, you knew them by name. And I call forth to God, Father, their name and bring them forth before you. And I pray, Father, release your blessing. Release, oh God, Father, your favor and your protection over each and every one of them. That no sickness, disease will come upon them. And may they, God, Father, continue to walk and journey with you all the days of their life. And bless them, oh God, Father. Bless the fruit of their labors. For those who are studying, oh God, I pray for the success in their studies. For those who are working, Father, bless the fruit of their labors. The Lord will be favored by the employers, their bosses. And for those who are doing their own business, bless their businesses, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My second prayer request, I'm going to pray for those who are having their wedding anniversaries. Fathers and mothers, we are listening in. All right, can I just uh, get you sitting down? And even for single mothers, Single fathers, I'm not leaving you out. I just want to pray with you also, all right, because you are still an important con uh, component of the family. So I'm just going to pray. Can I just request you to close your eyes? <clears throat> and for those husband and wives, just hold your hands together. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for the wedding of God, Father, a vow that was made for you far before you in Jesus' name. Bless your husband, that father, I just pray every husband will continue to love their wives and wives will continue to submit to their husband's father in love. And also I pray, Father, for the single fathers and mothers. Lord, I pray, Father, may you continue, God, Father, to stretch forth your hands over each and every one of them. The Lord, to meet the needs of God of the children of God. The Lord, your word says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. And I pray, Father, that you are the Jehovah Jireh and bless the fruit. Bless the God, Father, every husband's and wife's father. May they continue, God, Father, Lord, to grow and multiply physically, spiritually, financially, God, Father. The Lord will be your God, Father, a model, a role model, a God, Father, for the children of God. 
Lord, even they have their weaknesses, God. I pray for your grace and your mercy, God, Father, to be with them and help them, God, Father, to be their role model that you so want them to be, God. Forgive them, God, Father, for their shortcomings and bless them, God, Father, to be the godly husband and wives and the godly men and women and the godly fathers and mothers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Finally, I'm going to close here in prayer that every one of us, that we will activate, be part of the house church government and that our house will be firstly where the family altars will be built and thereafter we'll build our house church government. Let's close in prayer and i just like to encourage you to close your eyes and lift up your hands. Dear Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for this day and I just lift up, God, each and every one who heard this message and I pray, Father, in Jesus' name that even, Lord, the biblical house church of God through the book of Acts it started to God, Father, Lord, in the book of Acts chapter 2 and ended in the book of Acts chapter 28. Just it started in the house, it ended in the house. And I pray, God, in these last days, Lord, bless every family, so God, in Jesus' name. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, as they begin, as we begin to seek you, I pray, God, you open our houses, so God, Father, that we have dedicated our houses for you. And I pray, God, help us to overcome our possessiveness, so God, Father, that we'll be able to share our house, to use it, so God, Father, for you, so God, Father, to reach out to our neighbors, so God, Father, the Lord, through our houses, God, through our house churches, God, many will come to know Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Many, O God, Father, will come to know God, Jesus. Many will experience healing. Many will experience, God, signs, miracles, and wonders. Many will experience deliverance. Lord, as we release our homes to be used as a light to God for you, as a center, God, Father, for you to do your greater works, as the Holy Spirit of God, Father, comes to God, Father, visits us to God, Father, in our homes. And I pray for a mighty outpouring of your blessed Holy Spirit. Lord, bless each and every one here this day, Father. Bless God and watch over them, Father. May your grace so shine upon each and every one of them. And may you, God, Father, meet each and every one of their needs, Father, in Jesus' name. Be it physical, be it finances to God, Father. I pray, God, your hands is not short to God, Father. And I just pray, Father, you are the Jehovah Rapha. And I pray, God, you healed and restore and reestablish, God, the governments of every family's father. Lord, I thank you and bless each and every one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And I just want to encourage you, if you have any queries or any questions you'd like to ask me in regards to this house church, maybe how to start a house church or what is the <clears throat> dynamics of a house church, you may send your request to my email. It's under philip, small letters, philip underscore thomas1212 at yahoo.com. Right? If you have any questions. Now, you may share this message in your social media platforms if you feel that this message has blessed you. And also if you like to give an offering or donation whatsoever, you may see, follow the descriptions below.
Alright, I'll see you. And also, I'd like to also say something that I'll be doing a teaching series in Spotify in how to start a cell group, how to start a house church. So I've not done it yet, but <clears throat> I pray that you will look out for this message so that you'll be able to start. It will give you a head start to start a house church. And I just thank you for listening, and God bless you. Amen.